Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Green Through. Here today with us, we have Hakman, who works for a bottle-to-bottle recycling company operating in the Middle East and North Africa region. And today we will be discussing the recycling of polyethylene plastic bottles. As a result, how does the bottle-to-bottle recycling actually take place? And how many bottles have you been able to recycle since Badik's inception? Is the process to clean and recycle the polyethylene bottles energy intensive? And if so, what type of energy sources are being used to fuel such processes? Is the recycling of polyethylene bottles profitable? And what role does operational efficiency play in improving profit margins? What role can economies of scale play in rendering the recycling of plastic bottles more profitable and are necessarily a positive thing for players in this field? Tune in to today's podcast to find out the answer to these intriguing questions. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Green Through. Here today with us, we're with Ahmed. Thank you very much for the time. And I think we'll just start with, you know, a brief introduction regarding your involvement at Barik, and um, we'll just take it from there. Uh, hi, Eric, and thank you for, for hosting me today. And uh, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Ahmed Nabil. I'm the head of commercial and sustainability at uh, Barik. Uh, I'm a uh, 2009 business and accounting uh, graduate, and then I made my master's in uh, Maastricht University in the Netherlands in sustainable development, and I uh, just finished a course in Cambridge uh, for the converting business towards the near uh, zero net uh, uh, climate change. Uh, to introduce a little bit about Barik, so we are uh, the first and only recycling company in, uh, in Egypt, and uh, we are the biggest uh, in the, the MENA area. Uh, we are mainly focusing on recycling the uh, PET. Uh, bottles where we transform BET into uh, food grip pellets, which is uh, the input for another bottle. Our concept is giving the bottle another life. We have okay. been established in uh, 2011, and since then we have been recycling 1.66 billion bottles per year, which is uh, now we have reached about 11 billion bottles we have recycled, and it is almost as big as the big pyramid that we have here in Egypt if we put go. it together. So so imagine if this big pyramid is being thrown in the ocean again. So it's it's a lot. Amazing. Uh, unfortunately, Egypt is defined as one of the biggest countries polluting the Mediterranean Sea because of the uh, that we have a very loose um, waste management system and a very low recycling rate. Okay. So this is where we decided to interfere and this is where we have established our business. So uh, Barik is a part of a very big group called Raya Holding. Raya is one of the biggest groups here in Egypt and it's working in 14 different line of businesses in food uh, manufacturing, in trading, in, the, in uh, consumer fi- financing, in cons- uh, consumer uh, or home application. It's a, uh, in, 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 in a lot of, uh, of uh, fields. The business, yeah, in a lot of fields. And uh, and uh, we have we have been exporting ninety five percent of our production mainly to Europe and US. We have the EFSA, FDA, Health Canada, Reach. So we have everything that is related to the the, the certification for the food grade manufacturing. We are dealing with the very big the very big brands in all over, and the focus on sustainability is driving our business crazy now. So because we can are, imagine. Uh, yes, we are substitution substituting the 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 virgin PET, which is the polluting partners, and uh, and then we have now we are the the one that is uh, focusing with the EU now, uh, issuing targets to reach 25% and 30% by 25 by 2025, and uh, and the collection rate will be increasing. So and the the material is not enough, so they need more investment. So. Uh, 
it's it's much better now so okay. uh, and so this is in brief what's happening in the reef perfect but i wanted to ask you you know just in simple terms right because you um so in terms of how like if you could simplify the recycling process at the, one of the units of Eric, so you receive the bottles you turn it into pellets and then with those pellets are then repurposed to create recycled um, bottles. bottles again yeah okay. so so our, our process uh, we have uh, two in series line so uh, we are receiving the line and the, the bottle build in the first line uh, and then the first line is responsible for washing and grinding the, the bottles where it's transferring the washing the bottles from outside removing any kind of contamination and uh, and then uh, making sure that the material is okay sorted properly and then the second thing is to go to the the, the upgrading line upgrading line where it removes any kind of contamination inside of the bottle itself so uh, this is what happening when uh, the product are, are melted and then um, uh, decontaminated with uh, certain technology and then uh, pelletized and then went to the the, the quality so uh, our both of our lines and technologies are european and it is the same as you find it anywhere in the world so uh, this is practically what's what's happening and then uh, the pellets is being exported to manufacture again uh, bottles from uh, from uh, from scratch so perfect but in terms of is there like a continuous feed right so i think once you, you know the bottles are recycled they could have as many lifetimes as they want right so uh, and then they can come back into the body yes yes yeah yeah facility right it is but but the uh, the, the, the only concern now is being um and being discussed with uh, with the brand owners because of the uh when you're saying that okay i produce this bottle from 100% version and then it produced 30% of this bottle and then the 30% of this bottle will be reused again to be recycled so the recycled content will be up to 60 or 70% mm -hmm. uh, from from health perspective it's not a problem but okay. from characteristic perspective it's okay it's, it's different because we're okay. talking about that the color values will be different the the shading will be different okay uh, so so brand owners mm -hmm. will have to understand this and be of course brand owners will not move unless the customers is moving so so uh, so if the customer accept that uh, that the bottle will be a little bit more shady a little bit more grayish a little bit okay. more yellowish so, so this will be the impact but from food grade perspective it's not okay it's not a problem at all perfect and in terms of like the actual feed right in going into your first which is quite clear into your first um, supply line let's just say can does it have to be bottles or can it be any sort of plastic that you then any polyethylene um sort of no. made material it has to be bottles it's it is bet so the plastic is different uh plastic is each and every uh, type of uh, plastic is different okay. than others so and the hdpe needs a, a, a separate hdpe line to be recycling it uh, pet needs okay. it. yep and and the and you know that even that you know the trays for the pizza and salads mm -hmm. and um, and those kind of stuff and the stuff that you get from the supermarket this is hell for us because it includes a, a layer of polyethylene in it so okay. this is and it's not separable so we have to upgrade our technology to be able to right it. and this is where the 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 eu is now saying that uh, that uh, first of all the brand owners need to produce a recyclable bottle recyclable okay. bottle means that each and every element is using we will be able to separate it soon perfect uh, so so this is this is a mandatory thing that will be it will be happening and in terms of like actual treating the bottles, it can be any size. So you can go from a Coca-Cola yep. to a small um, yep. water bottle, right? Anything. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Any anything, anything to be recycled, and uh, as long as it is BET and it's not, uh, it's not uh, including any kind of uh, harmful things. Perfect. So, uh,
very interesting and in terms of like the actual um the energy intensive the process of um, you know cleaning it and uh, as you said processing the actual um uh, plastic itself yeah it is actually the the we have two things that uh, that the recycling is is using first of all is the is the water because we are using a lot of water in the washing and uh, this is we are um, uh, overcoming with a wastewater treatment so we are taking the water that's coming out from the the, the production line recycle it again and then inject it back so we are if uh, it's very efficient in our site and the other thing is energy for sure because we are using a lot of heaters and a lot of uh, uh, the materials stay there for it need to be in a certain type of uh, heating for the melting and everything so we are now in the process of applying for uh, a new solar uh, energy project where it will be around 20 or 30 percent of our to the of our energy will be from clean energy and Amazing. we have uh, uh, some of our upgrades are getting are getting from the energy recovery and uh, and um, uh, heat exchangers where we get back the energy in the line and then inject it back in the first of the line so we are trying to be uh, as much efficient as possible perfect and in terms of like the actual sort of green premium you know because um, now it's it's a word that the tip of everybody's tongue after you know what i mean what's it called bill gates book and uh, which for the people listening the green premium is the difference between let's just say the dirty alternative and the cleaner just say recycle alternative what sort of um, convenience are you looking at from your perspective in terms of like you know from a plastic from raw virgin materials and your um, treated one um, actually, I reckon this and it, it's already done because the, of the shortage of the demand and supply, the difference between demand and supply, because we don't, we are not searching for premium now because already we are short in, in supply and the demand is very high. So the price is, okay. it's, it's higher than the version. So I guess that this will be extremely important in case of that, the, the competition is high and the prices are the same. So because eventually that uh, the, the recycling process, it's very important to close the loop. Uh, and it's not as as uh, as shiny and as uh, as profitable as it, as it may think because it needs okay. uh, very very sophisticated processing parameters mm -hmm. and uh, and it needs to be uh, uh, the, the the amount of uh, of, um, of focus and the amount of payment or money that's being pay injected in this it's it's huge. Eventually, the margin is not that high uh, if you are not that efficient so okay. um, eventually i guess that uh, in the near future you will find you will need to have a maybe a 20 30 percent premium over the, the version and also i think economies of scale will play into um, into effect right so you would have i don't know from your perspective you would either need more uh, recycling units or you would just need bigger ones to you know what i mean uh, let's just say it is. warrant it is. the cost that you guys put in it right it is. It is. Uh, we are studying now to to double our capacity because of the. But we are seeing where are we going to put? Either we will put it in Europe or we will put it in Egypt or we will put it in, in, in Middle East or where? Uh, economy of scale. It's 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 a double-edged weapon. We mm -hmm. see during the the Corona uh, uh, period last year, it was hard for all of the, the all the people and for the recycling it was hell because. Uh, it showed us the real face of the of the the, the people because uh, when when the when the people um, they got uh, between the economy and the, the environment they choose the economy so uh, so uh, most of the people cancel their orders uh, no one would uh, would accept that either this or or or, or, or to find the, the the environmental substitution mm -hmm. uh, was not that preferred because the the very 
big difference uh, the prices of the version and the recycle. So uh, and this this was uh, enlightening to us because the EU would uh, got uh, collected the the money for the Corona uh, uh, emergency plan. And then they injected it for only the green support the people or the, the green companies that would support the green initiatives. So um, I guess that to 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 have the the economy of scale or to grow, uh, it's it's it could be good thing for you uh, in the good times. But in the bad times, it would be right. a very very bad thing because we see that one of the biggest recyclers in the world just uh, applied for uh, chapter eleven. So they uh, they, uh, they went bankruptcy and they, because the because of the big debt that they have and the market changed very fast so we are losing people that are supporting the environment because of the economy so uh, yeah so i think maybe from your perspective it will be good to just move strategically so maybe put and place um, recycling units in different geographies and then as a result of the you know market response you can uh, be more nimble and flexible you know seeing as opposed to you, know, you don't just centralize everything in egypt maybe it you is. have a station in the US, you know what I mean? You have different pipelines in place. It is, it is, yes. So we, we think that it could be better that if we diversify the portfolio in terms of geographically. So uh, where if, if this market is hit, we can go there. If this market is hit, we Perfect. can go there. So yeah, in terms of like the actual sort of appetite for it, right? Well, how do you get most of the bottles? Do you get them all from Egypt and the, um, the actual feed into your... Um, let's just say the first supply line is it or is it coming from abroad because as you said there must be quite a lot of plastic coming through yeah it is actually egypt is, egypt is one of the biggest importers for recycle for plastic in the in the world so i don't know and uh, and uh, although this is uh, this is the fact the collection rate is not that high so uh, till 2017 we were working for 60 or 70 percent of our capacity okay so uh, and it was prohibited to import material from outside uh Starting from 2017, we discussed with the government and we got an approval to import our material as long as we are exporting it again. So we are uh, the first company outside of Europe that is registered under eco Ember system in um, in Spain, which is the tendering system for the bottle beads. We are importing Amazing, congrats. There. Yeah, thank you. And then uh, and we are importing from there. We are manufacturing the material and then exporting it back to to whoever European customers that we have. So um, uh, yes, we have a very global value chain where we are importing and exporting and then uh, taking from locally to export and from export to local. So it's it's, it's a lot. Fair enough. And in terms of like the appetite from supermarkets, right? Do you move like in terms of like logistically or from like an economic standpoint? Do you only sort of process the um, the bottles once you have a bulk order or like a wholesale from a given geography or a given you know what i mean let's just say tesco or like you know a, a different supermarket chain or do you just do it anyway continuously in terms of uh, recycling the plastic actually it's different here in egypt the, the the collection system is not based on reverse vending machines or anything like you see in the in, in the uk or, or in, in italy uh, the system here it's based on on informal sector mainly where yeah. the 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 people they collect the waste from houses and then they separate it and then sell each every and everything to whoever is input is interested. So uh, so it's it's an an efficient very efficient system, but mm -hmm. it's uh, it's keeping the the very valuable uh, things in the hands of people that would uh, would use it or not. So okay. uh, and the number of the people are working this this is the maximum capacity that they can collect. So the remaining will be thrown off. 
So this is this is the this is the uh, an issue for here for, for us. Uh, the the resources are available, but the people are not collecting a lot. So okay. um, the system is not that efficient yet. But I think you guys are already doing quite well with what you have at the minute. So yeah. I think, as you said, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You think there is optimism from your government and other governments in terms of like you know boost. You know, you mentioned Europe here, and they're doing a, a great deal with the with the Green Deal, but. Um, It'll be a space that you know will be gaining more and more notoriety um, now and the next few years, right? In your opinion? Yeah, I guess that uh, a month ago the Egyptian government they have issued the, the the new waste management law and it is including a lot of schemes, a lot of uh, extended producer responsibility, and I guess that it will be uh, they they have their eyes on Europe because we are under the, the Paris Agreement and we have, we have our commitment, so we have to develop our waste management as well. So uh, eventually it will move towards the what's happening, but the Egyptian uh, consumer mindset uh, maybe would not accept the the reverse vending machine because you pay 25 piaster and then you get it back when you when you return yeah. to the bottle. But but maybe it's not that uh, it will not be that common here in Egypt. It will not be that accepted. So maybe we have to find a different uh, uh, product, yes, to to reach. It. So uh, so you have to work based on the mindset of the of the consumer himself, whether they will accept it or not. Uh, reusing the bottle will be uh, uh, much more preferred, or or collecting the bottle and giving money. So it's it's the system itself will have to be studied from different angles. Perfect. And um, I was thinking in terms of like because. But I think if it gains notoriety and becomes more popular, then of course you being a first mover in the um, you know MENA region. So sorry for the people listening, that's Middle East and Northern Africa. Then yeah. you would um, you would um, you know as you said have the pioneer move. Do you as you said, it's a quite energy slash innovation and technology intensive, right? Do you do you envision there being sort of a blueprint that newcomers can sort of look and emulate to do say in different economies as i say barak um you know works in this way you know we can do it in our or is it very patented and it's um quite difficult it is it is the, the mainly to you to it will be a, a build up technology so whatever we have now you will have to add another things to, okay. to to reach the new technology so this is what we have we have been there for 10 years and each year we are doing an upgrade to our production okay. where we can produce more uh, the radical change what what's happening now it's uh, the chemical recycling we have our our production line is mechanical recycling where we where where we melt the material and then uh, uh, decontaminate it and then return it back to its original stage but uh, the other thing will be the, the chemical recycling. Chemical recycling meaning that uh, depolymerizing the material to its original uh, uh, state and then reconnecting it back where it is as version. But it's a very, very expensive uh, production lines and uh, it's mainly, mainly like a chemically refining plant. So, so uh, I guess that uh, this will be the radical change, but maybe it will be within 10 years or, or something okay. like this. And do you think, as you said, let's just hypothetically speaking, right? Say the 10 years as a reference, do you think that in 10 years time, it will be possible to maybe even, no, let's just say 20 to 25, it would just be possible to possibly just have recycled uh, plastic from a, from, a, from a bottle standpoint, and then you just keep cycling it around and you, would, you wouldn't need to resort to uh, virgin materials any longer because there is an abundance of plastic, if anything. You know what I mean? Can it, do you, do you, how long until it goes from being waste to a resource? 
Actually, I guess that it's with the targets that you have here in the in the EU and the most of the world, I guess that it will be now that EU is saying that uh, by 2025, I need 25% to be uh, in each and every bottle. And you see that uh, most of the countries now are issuing something called the plastic taxes, where mm-hmm. if you are using version, you will be paying this Italy, they are now applying it. It will be applied by the first of next year. Uh, Spain, okay. UK and Sp- France is discussing. So so uh, so uh, pushing the 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 the, um, the producers towards using arpitit so it will be a fact uh, but reaching the the 100% recycled it, i don't think that this will be uh, the stage even if we have all the recycling facility in the okay. world because we you have to be injecting at least maybe it will be 75% recycled and 25% okay. version so because of that to keep the mechanical characteristics of the bottle itself but the good thing to to collect each and every bottle because bottles are hectic to the environment it's destroying each and everything so it must be collected and then we can take the, the next step but i want to sorry this is quite a i wouldn't say stupid but from a, from a gullible and a quite a simple standpoint if i pick up say the the bottle from you know the bin down the road from where i live or i pick it up from the ocean your treatment process works indefinitely right you just need the the, the bottle itself the plastic actually it's not stupid at all because the, this is this is one of the the thing that is it's uh, it's uh, globally discussed because the bottles which is collected from the bins or the land it's okay to be recycled 100 percent but the bottles which is collected from the ocean itself is different because of the salt and the, yeah. the sun it's it's destroying the characteristics of the bottle so it must be treated differently so okay and most of the people they didn't reach yet to be able to recycle 100 percent okay. so it is being used mainly the collected motor from the from the ocean being used as a an a, a, a fuel or alternative energy resource but other than okay. this it's not do you think that that will be sort of an additional revenue stream for somebody like your company or for, you know other companies to implement the the bottles from the ocean as well because there is so much uh, out there as well actually we are we are developing a new project now it's it's, uh, it's uh, based on the collective bottles from the nile but the the ones that are now it's the ocean bound product where it is preventing the material from entering the ocean so this is a pretty uh, new thing and it's, it's it's discussed with uh, with most of the brands now so uh, it is it is very popular and i guess that it will be uh, maybe the big new things yeah and i think that's smart you know because if you create um you just need to incentivize a consumer and educate them more and i think since everybody wants to go on holiday and see a clean sea if you can you know incentivize and people you know, mobilize the average person. You go, okay, you can pick them up. And then you would also have, as you said, distribution centers in place so that, you know, it goes from where I go to the sea to barracks, uh, you know, specific um, recycling um, unit. Then, you know what I mean? Then everybody can become part of your um, feed as well for your recycling units. It is, It is, yes, it is. And um, in terms of like the the main applications for the the recycled plastic that you guys use, is it um, only for bottles or is there any other, um, like the pellets can be used for anything, for everything, right? It is mainly the, the 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 main thing. It's it's bottles because of the, this is the, the the optimum thing. It's, it's bottle to bottle, but uh, the second new thing that second thing will be the 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 sheet production, which is the the trays and um, and. Uh, and the things you you use for the food and the stuff. And the third thing is, of course, the fiber, which is the the, the clothes and the, those kind of. Okay. Uh, so those those are the three things that's been used as a polyester or the PET. 
and uh, our focus mainly is the BET bottles. Okay. Is there any, just I think uh, as a conclude, one of the concluding remarks I want to ask you, is there any sort of similar business model for other kinds of plastic for, because I'm noticing, you know, when you go shopping, they even put plastic around, you know what I mean? Mangoes and stuff, which is, you know what I mean? It really makes, we it use plastic for everything, for everything. Yeah. And I was just asking you, is there, you guys treat and you specialize in PET, but are there other, you know, businesses and markets for other types of plastic in place and, you know, for recycling? It is, well. it is, it is, it is, yeah, but it's not as easy as PET because the collection and the focus is mainly being used as PET, so it is the, the, the easiest and the most straightforward, but uh, but if you're talking about HDPE, you'll find uh, a lot of recycled, you know, the, the pellets and the, and the shampoo bottles and the, all of those, it's HDPE, the milk bottles, it's HDPE, so uh, uh, recycling is, is, is all over, but if you're talking something like the mango that is being shrinked was 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 plastic, this is stupid. So this is exactly. something that it should not be happening. And so um, some plastic it should be banned. Like like the now the EU is banning the plastic straws, the cotton uh, buds, the, the 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 so those kind of stuff that is being used as a luxury and it's destroying the environment so this is something stuff must be close and right. the plastic that's being recycled should be uh, like straightforward like pt and hdp and polypropylene this is something that is easier to recycle and the, the applications are there and i think well i think the last point i wanted to ask you about the question that just came to my mind is that do you think that your job will be made easier if there are standards in place that are internationally allowed yeah. uh, aligned and standardized right because otherwise you know you you'd be exporting your bottles to europe with a certain parameters and then you would look to latin america or asia with different criteria but it would add costs from the actually, it is. energy uh, actually it is yeah it is, actually it is it, uh, it is now they have the globally uh, known um, um, uh, certification or standards it's the efsa and the fda and this is the normally what people would need all over the world because right. if you are approved in Europe, you will be approved in, in Asia okay. and in Africa. Okay. Uh, but imagine that uh, we had a very big um, discussion with the Egyptian government here to approve the material because where we have been exporting to Europe a lot, but but in Egypt they are not yet aware of how it could be beneficial to use recycled material or, or is it safe or not. So uh, uh, so for sure having a standard and unified standard uh, and uh, and. Uh, um, something that um, this is the, the material that need to be used and this is the specs that we need uh, so this will be uh, perfect for us uh, and uh, this is I guess that this will be the new thing so this will be the what will happen in the very short term